Welcome to the Nurses Station by UC Health, a show that shares stories from nurses who have answered the call to care. I'm your host, Amanda Cobb, and today with me, I have Sydney and Emily. Hello. Hello. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to make a quick mention that the Nurses Station podcast is proudly sponsored by the UC Health Memorial Foundation. The generosity of the foundation and its supporters enables us to amplify the voices of nurses and shed light on their invaluable contributions to healthcare. Together, we celebrate the indomitable spirit of nursing and the compassion of care it brings to our communities. To learn more or get involved, please visit uchealthmemorialcares.org. We're so grateful for the wonderful donations to the Memorial Foundation that have allowed this podcast to be sponsored and produced. Without this partnership, we would not be able to share these amazing, incredible stories, exactly like what Sydney and Emily are going to share with us today. So thank you, Sydney and Emily, for being here today. Thanks so much for having us. We're super excited. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Sydney, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience and let our listeners know what you do at UC Health. Hi, my name's Sydney Perella. I work in acute care at UC Health, specifically the bone marrow transplant unit, which is leukemia and lymphoma patients. I've been here for just shy of two years now. Awesome. Thanks for that, Sydney. Emily. Yes, um, Sydney and I started on the bone marrow transplant unit together about two years ago with a new grad residency program and have been working on the unit together ever since. We both really enjoy it. We do. Thanks for being part of the show today and thanks for being part of UC Health. Emily, you mentioned a little bit about the nurse residency program. Could you tell me a little bit more about your experience with that program? Yeah, Sydney and I started, we were the only two that started on our unit in our cohort. And I think that the new grad residency program was very helpful during that transitional time of starting a new career. Not only that, I got to meet somebody else that I work with, and that just eases everyone's mind anyway, but also a bunch of other new nurses starting on different floors. And it was like a good support to have a group of people starting their new careers and then our leaders helping us and guide us through the year. For our listeners that aren't aware of the nurse residency program, could one of you tell us a little bit about how that's structured and what kind of supports you were offered throughout the program? Yeah, so the new grad residency program, it's basically how all new grads apply and you are hired in under your specific unit, but then we have, I believe it's monthly, like four-hour seminars where all the new nurses who started in the same like time frame as you did all come together. And we have two amazing nurse leaders, Jana Butler and Katie Smith. They're fantastic. And they give us insight and they open up the room for like tough conversations and dialogue. Everyone who's listening to this podcast either is going to be a nurse or has been a nurse so they can all resonate with starting this job is it can be a lot all at once so it's it was pretty nice because they give insight into like some of the like less obvious things like how it's going to be adjusting to the job emotionally and physically and scheduling differences compared to your life prior and also things about like how to navigate UC health and make the most of your resources and they have other nurses come in and chat. Like it, it has a wealth of information. Oh, that's awesome. I 
was not hired into a hospital that had a, a residency program. They Residency programs are a newer thing in the nursing profession, I would say. They weren't really as popular or even being utilized whenever I graduated nursing school. So that just sounds such so fantastic and such a great experience for you coming into the nursing profession. Yeah, I was really, we. I really enjoyed it. Emily really, she's nodding. Yeah, it was great. And I think that another thing about it that's really cool is that it, it's like forced exposure to other elements of nursing that maybe you wouldn't have known about or explored. Like, for example, evidence-based projects. It's required that you do one with the members on, like in your cohort, so on your unit, by the end of the year. And they walk you through how to do an evidence-based project. And it was really interesting. I don't think I would have stumbled upon that otherwise. Yeah, evidence-based practice and integrating new evidence is increasingly more important to our profession. Just the sheer volume of new knowledge and research that's being produced Healthcare is moving at light speed. And so if our profession and nurses aren't integrating evidence-based practice into their clinical work every day, it feels like you just get so far behind. So I think that's a wonderful element that is brought into the program and really highlights the importance of staying on top of current literature and integrating that into practice whenever and however you can. Um, I read a article several years back, and it was just saying that when there's a research study produced, by the time it's published to the time it's integrated into practice routinely is like over 15 years. That is just astounding to me. So it makes me confident that this program is helping to pull down that time a little bit. <laughs> but it takes, yeah. it, that just is crazy to me. Yeah. And I think it's really great that it, you do it on such a local level. Like I said, you do it on your unit with your peers and you roll it out yourself. And I think that we all know about evidence-based practice, but to do an evidence-based project yourself is really empowering. I think everyone can recognize what it's like to work in healthcare things. And you're like, I feel like this could be better. So it's really cool to learn like from the get-go, you're one of nursing that you can look at things and say, it could be better. And then you can take action and make changes. I love that empowerment mindset. Our current CEO at Memorial Hospital in the Colorado Springs area, he tells all of us every day, be the CEO of your day, be the CEO of your work. And so it is extremely empowering that when you see something that needs to be changed or could be better for yourself or for your patients or for your coworkers, then you have the ability to voice that and to get it done. It's just, it, you, that's one of the things that makes you see how such a wonderful place to work, I think. So Emily, Sydney, why don't you tell us a little bit about your evidence-based project? We decided taking a look at things that we noticed just on our units and we take care of our patient populations, people with blood cancers, and nutrition is very important for their healing and can really make a difference in like mortality rates. So we decided to do the impact of patient engagement on the accuracy of intake documentation, oral intake documentation for patients with malignancy. <laughs> Sorry. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it was allowing patients to take part in 
their care and their documentation of what they eat and drink throughout their days. Because we, if you have accurate documentation, we can make like interventions if needed sooner, which has been proven to help patients heal faster and get out of the hospital faster. So it was allowing patients to have a folder that they kept at their bedside table where they would just fill out if they had a glass of water, a jello, what they ate for lunch and like the percentage of how much they eat of that. And then at, throughout the shift or at the end of the shift, the nurse would just put that into the electronic chart. So then dietitians could take a look at that as well. What a wonderful patient-centered project. How did you come up with this idea? Where did it come from? I feel like we were just looking at what we noticed like on our unit. I feel like intake is very a difficult thing to chart in general. So many people come in and out of the room taking cups away or taking trays away. And then maybe don't think about like just like putting whatever they threw away into the chart. And so it gets missed a lot. And so many times we'll get messages from like providers, dietitians being like, has this person ate in like a couple of days? And I'll be like, yeah, oh, nothing's charted then. Because then if they had, if they really hadn't been eating, then we need to take further measures, like either putting in like a Dobhoff for tube feeds or like TPN or something like that. And so if that's not charted, those interventions like won't get done or may need to get done or may not need to get done and may look like they need to. But the accuracy of your documentation really impacts what the care is provided to the patient. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And like these interventions that we're talking about are not minor. Placing an NG tube is super invasive. And TPN has a lot of consequences, especially in immunocompromised patients. You're fueling a bloodstream infection. So... It's pretty serious. And then on top of it, a huge complication from a stem cell transplant, which is the curative treatment for leukemias and lymphomas, is graft-versus-host disease. And that's just when your new immune system attacks your body, and it most commonly attacks, attacks your GI tract. And that is not very pretty. Directly affects quality of life. And so a lot of studies have come out showing that if you can keep the gut microflora intact and basically continuously using your gut, it reduces the chances of you getting graft-versus-host disease. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why we wanted to do this project. I think lastly, too, like our patients are hospitalized for a long time. For those who aren't familiar with bone marrow transplant or BMT, we have patients who come in and like an uncomplicated treatment and like hospitalization is like planned for being a month. Our patients are here for a long time and they lose a lot of independence and autonomy. And I think that we see that getting a cancer diagnosis really tears people down and it's hard. And I think that any point where they can be involved in their care or have some control over their stay here, I want to give it to them. So absolutely. It sounds like this project not only empowered you as new nurses to make a meaningful change, but you're turning around and directly empowering your patients to be proactive and key contributors to their own care team and plan. That's just, that's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And like afterwards too, we don't want our patients to come back from complications and not eating after they leave. Because it's a, once they leave our 
unit, it, they still have a lot going on and they're still recovering for a while. So they need to be mindful of nutrition when they leave as well. So it's also like a point of education and like bringing their attention to something that they're going to be needing to continue and have full responsibility for once they leave the hospital. Absolutely. So walk me through, you noticed this gap in your current practice in the unit and then then what? Where'd, where'd you go from there? So thanks to Jana and Katie, they helped us with a stepwise approach of how you would structure an EBP or an evidence-based project. So basically the first step is like a literature review. So we, we did quite a bit. We were searching things about nutrition for cancer patients, patient engagement. Yeah, stuff like that because we were specifically doing it on our population. Reviewed a ton of literature, I think over 100 articles, 108 articles were reviewed, <laughs> selected six of them. And then we sent out a survey to our staff asking about like how they feel about current practice, whether they'd be interested in a change, what they're currently doing, stuff like that so we can get a baseline. Awesome. So then you, when you read all this literature, did it point you in the direction of engaging your patients in this pra- practice or process? Um, I feel, yes, we had the idea of having them engaged initially. And then I think when looking further into the literature, we noticed that patient engagement was proven to help with like accuracy of documentation. So then we sent out a survey and one of the questions we asked to the nurses and CNAs on our floors, I chart what my patient eats for every meal and 50% of our 52 responses said sometimes and only 25% of the people who responded to that survey said rarely yeah so then we noticed that that wasn't always getting done and we also asked what barriers in our survey to accurate intake charting and a lot of them were that the tray receipt gets discarded prior to documentation and then patients don't report eating meals or drinking any water those are our two like big barriers so then we just decided to try to roll out our folder idea of including patients in tracking their intake. Yeah. And some of the literature that we found um, didn't was it's not like it was exactly our study, right? We had one um, one study that we looked at that was on nursing home residents. But what they did is they rolled out like um, it was like an app, I believe, mm-hmm. for like tracking water intake. And they found that patients were reporting way more. It increased staff and patient communication and it gave the the residents a a larger sense of accountability. And I just felt like we felt like that could be applicable. People want to be responsible, like they want accountability for their own care. They want their independence. Yeah, that sounds like it's easily translatable to your patient population that just needs to be instilled a little bit of their own autonomy in their care. As you were rolling this concept out to your team and your coworkers, was everyone receptive to this or did you have any resistance to making a change in practice? Honestly, we got a lot of positive feedback. Patients really liked yeah. it, like really liked it. Yeah. We got positive feedback from the dietitians and the staff. As soon as we sent out the survey, like a couple of my peers came up to me and were like, mm-hmm. I'm excited for this rollout. Yeah. Um, and once it rolled out, it was pretty, pretty smooth the patients like took a lot of responsibility hey i put this in my my blue folder don't you want to chart it that was my experience (laughs) yeah 
yeah, they were, I think that it was like a pretty smooth transition. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I'm so glad that you had so much support and sounds like it was a really great move to help with, for your patients and for your coworkers. A big part of evidence-based practice that I think still oftentimes gets missed in the nursing profession at large is that we find something that really works really well for us. And because it works so well, we think in our head that the leaders of the, the project or the program think, okay, it's working, everything's going great, so my work here is done. And that's not the case. It is really part of our duty, I would think, as a nurse, part of the code of ethics for nursing, to be honest, is a contribution to the greater good of the profession. And so disseminating the work, telling the rest of the world about the amazing project that you did and how well it's working for you so that other people can use that in their units and easily take that and integrate it across health systems across the the globe. That's really part, that's the end step of evidence-based practice for me is that dissemination piece. Did you all complete a dissemination? How did you share this information outside of your unit? So at first, before we actually rolled out the project, basically where our required assignment from our new grad program ended was we hadn't rolled it out and it was saying what we would do if we rolled it out and how we would follow up on the data. And so we presented basically this preliminary study to everyone in our cohort and like in across all the different units at UC Health. And it was really cool to see all the other units projects as well. And it was opened up a forum. We were all chatting about it. Then from there, we got a lot of encouragement from Jana and Katie to move forward with this project. And they felt that this project could be applicable to other units and really make an impact, took steps to actually roll it out, finish the project. And we applied to present this project at the Visit Conference, which is the program that oversees our new grad program. Like it's the national program for our program, if that makes any sense. And yeah, do you want to talk about that more? Yeah. So... Once we set our like preliminary project in and with our and then we started rolling out the project on our unit and then sent our final we got accepted and we sent our final data in and then we traveled to New Orleans where the conference was held in March and we got to see other people's projects but then we also got to present ours to other coordinators of other new grad residency programs at other hospitals across the nation. And that was really cool because we got a lot of positive feedback just from like other people coming up and viewing our poster and asking questions. And they were like, this is really great. And taking pictures and being like, oh, I want to bring this to my oncology unit and all this stuff, which was really awesome. And we got a lot of positive feedback when we were presenting it there as well. That is just incredible. I'm so glad that you went that extra step to share your work, not only internal to UC Health, but on a national stage, really. Just thinking about how many lives your project has impacted, both inside our hospital and then across the nation at this point, is just something that you should be incredibly proud of. I think that's really, I think the biggest takeaway from this is that anyone can make a change and that genuinely I don't think that we would have done anything with this project past what we were like 
essentially expected to do if we hadn't had encouragement from our management and from our new grad coordinators. And I think that says a lot, just encouraging us like straight out at the gate, like we're baby nurses. And they were like, this is great. You can do something with this. We were like, wait, we can. (laughs) Yeah, that's just, it's so incredible. Just a great example of how, like you said, anyone can do it. We can be the CEOs of our day. We can be the CEOs of our unit. We are all empowered to be the voice and make meaningful change, not only just for ourselves, but for our patients as well. With our last closing thoughts, is there anything that you would want to share with any new nurses, Sydney and Emily, anything you would want to share with our audience? I would just say take any opportunity that you can. There's so many resources, especially at UC Health, that you can, if you're really passionate about something, you can find somebody else who also probably shares that same passion and you can make a lot of positive changes around. And it's just really keeping your eye out for those resources because they're everywhere. And then just taking any opportunity that you can. Absolutely. Cannot agree with Emily enough. Taking all the opportunities. Like I just said, you don't think that you can do it. You're like, I'm just doing this project. I'm just a little old me situation, little old us. And so, you know, with all the encouragement and like seeking things out like that, you can have really fun opportunities like going to New Orleans and presenting a, a projects. Lots of different opportunities, even when you're still at the bedside. Thank you again for being part of our show today. And to our audience, we will catch you next time. Bye.